In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. We give thanks for the gift of God's mercy, for the wideness of God's mercy like the wideness of the sea that encircles and includes you and me. And we are called to make this merciful way of God in Christ known in all the earth. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. We are in the season of the church year that focuses on the mission Christ calls us to, empowered by the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost. Because on the cross, Christ opened his arms to all. The mercy we receive from Jesus Christ means there is grace enough for thousands and millions more. Before we hear our scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer of the day. God of all people, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your Son to love the world with compassion and constancy, that your name may be known upon the earth and throughout the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading comes from Isaiah 56. Thus says the Lord, maintain justice and do what is right, for soon my salvation will come and my deliverance be revealed. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Thus says the Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. Here ends the reading. In our gospel today from Matthew, the 15th chapter, beginning at verse 21. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Three summers ago, about this same time in August, I took a vacation week and was hiking on a superior hiking trail. The trail runs along the North Shore from Duluth to Canada. It was mid-afternoon on my first day on the trail, and I came around a bend on the trail about 12 miles north of the Manitou River, where I had started hiking, and there in front of me were two hikers sitting alongside the trail, sitting up against a large tree, and they were smoking cigarettes. 
I thought that was odd because in my experience backpacking, it was rare to encounter another hiker who was a smoker. I also noticed that their backpacks were loaded down with a lot of gear. And I, I looked at where they had dropped their backpacks and almost looked like they were wanting to abandon them. One other thing that caught my eye, looking at them, I put them in about the 40-year-old 40, 40 age range. And I also guessed that their roots were Central American or South American. I deduced this based on their facial features, the color of their skin, dark brown, almost black. They greeted me and I greeted them and I asked where they had started hiking and they said they just started about two miles back, but they weren't sure exactly how far because they had forgotten their map in their car. They were on their way to the Lutzen area over the next couple days. They said it was their first time backpacking and we talked about what was ahead, the campsites ahead on the trail, and I told them the place I was headed, the Dyers Creek camps, campsite, which was about five miles farther. And they started to light up another cigarette, so I thought it was time to get back to hiking. And, and in my mind, as I left them, I was thinking, what are they doing out here? It was that kind of belonging question, because what I was really wrestling with, without being conscious of it, I was thinking, they don't belong here in the backcountry wilderness. Our gospel today deals with an important question. Who belongs on the faith journey with God's people? Who belongs in the company and the community of the faithful? And beyond that, who is inside the circle of God's embrace? Who will benefit from God's mercies? Matthew tells of Jesus' encounter with a Canaanite woman. Jesus had just finished the session of teaching his disciples about what it is that makes a person unclean in God's eyes. Jesus had said to them, Listen, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. The Canaanite woman would have been considered unclean based on just being Canaanite by anyone with religious principles like the disciples would have had at that moment. I mean, it wouldn't have been a matter of what went in or came out of her mouth. She was a Canaanite, which meant that she was from this polytheistic religious tradition, which included numerous household gods and goddesses, everything from Baal, Hammon, the god of crop fertility, to Anat, the virgin of goddess war, to Moloch, the god of fire, to Kotharat, the goddess of marriage and pregnancy. So the disciples... To the disciples, this woman, this Canaanite woman was unclean and really outside of God's circle and favor. She surely didn't belong in the company of Jesus. And when she approached Jesus shouting and begging for mercy for her daughter who was tormented by a demon, the disciples were quick to counter her cries saying, send her away. So Jesus has the Canaanite woman on one side of him and the disciples on the other side. On one side, the woman cries, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. On the other side, the disciples shout, Apollosan, get rid of her. On one side, this lone woman, an outsider, a pagan, all alone. On the other side, a group of disciples guarding some religious principles, keeping separation in order not to become unclean, not wanting to offer any help to this woman or her daughter. 
So Jesus, in what I can only assume was a continuation of his teaching of his disciples, who clearly did not understand what he had just taught them, took and continued the teaching approach, siding with the disciples as he taught them. Okay, siding with their position. I'll take your position. Let's, t let's play it out. Let's play out this misunderstanding that you are demonstrating. Let's run with it your way. Yes, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, no one else. And what Jesus didn't say, but anyone would have had to ponder, do you know how many would have been left out of Jesus' mercy and love if that were true? Some of the disciples would have been left out too. In the meantime, as Jesus is responding to the disciples, this Canaanite woman is not giving up. And she came right up to Jesus and knelt down before him, begging, Lord, help me. So Jesus finally responded with a totally out-of-character response. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But what we don't know about this response is this. Was Jesus talking to the woman or was he still teaching the disciples? teaching the disciples about what happens if the religious dogma that they are committed to in turning this unclean woman away and showing no mercy to her or her daughter, if you take that to its final conclusion. What we do know is that what Jesus said silenced the disciples. They had nothing more to say. The Canaanite woman, however, continued to plead for Jesus' mercy the Canaanite woman won't give up. It's as if she could see the one who was truly merciful and she trusted Jesus. There were no religious or cultural labels that anyone could use on her that would put her off. She knew who was reliable and who would not deny helping her and her daughter. Yes, Lord, she said, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus hailed the woman as a person of great faith. And her daughter was healed instantly. She was included in the embrace of God. She was included in God's care and concern. In this gospel, we learn about the very nature of faith. First, faith isn't faith until it's the only thing you're hanging on to. The only thing this Canaanite woman was hanging on to was Jesus. And she was willing to accept the crumbs if that was all. And secondly, faith has to do with what is on the inside. It transcends any labels of social class or color or race or ethnic background or denominational affiliation. This woman had emptied herself of all pretense or position or place. She relied completely on the mercy of Jesus. And thirdly, faith, true faith shows itself in faithful living, which Jesus reveals as the Son of God. Pure grace pure mercy, undeserved. That's what faith demonstrates. Faithfulness shows through in Jesus, which is meant to open up the disciples and us to be instruments of the mercies of God. And sometimes that will move us into the lives of people we don't expect. On that hike I was telling about earlier, I ended up hiking past Dyer's Creek to a small river called Two Island River, and that's where I put up my tent. When it was dusk and the sun was setting, I had eaten my supper, I was cleaning up, I heard voices coming up the trail. And I looked through the trees and 
Here were these two hikers I had met earlier in the afternoon coming up the trail. They didn't see me, so I called out to them, hello, surprising them, and one of them said, there you are. We were wondering what happened to you. You weren't at the campsite at Dyer's Creek that you said you were going to. We were looking for you. And then it was my turn to be surprised, amazed that they were thinking about me and looking for me, surprised even more by the way they were talking to me, as if I belonged to them, as if I was in the realm of their responsibility, their care, their concern. It was not what I expected. Actually, a reversal, really. The disciples did not get what they expected either. God's merciful mission in Jesus moved them into a a much wider circle of God's mercy, a much wider reach of God's healing grace than they could have conceived of themselves. It is Jesus who sees the Canaanite pagan woman as one who is inside the realm of God's mercy, and it is Jesus who opens his hands of healing to her and her daughter. In opening up his hands of healing to these Canaanites, Jesus also challenges the disciples to move beyond any kind of self-drawn circle of their expectation of who belongs in the community of the faithful and who is inside the circle of God's embrace. True faith in the God who gives himself for us in Jesus, who on the cross opened his arms to all, this faith in Jesus puts us side by side with this Canaanite woman with Central Americans, with South Americans, with Midwest, North Americans, you name who. No matter their color, their race, their social class, their denominational religious affiliation, because like the Canaanite woman, we are all beggars in need of God's mercy and healing and grace. And we all alike hunger for every crumb that is offered at the Lord's table. Let us pray. Loving God, your mercy, like the wideness of the sea, encircles and includes all of us through Jesus Christ, who on the cross opened his arms to all. Empower us by your Holy Spirit to make known your merciful goodness in our lives. We pray today for all who are experiencing hardships, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, that they may be granted relief food, homes, jobs, and for all who cry out in anguish that they might experience the help and compassion of your people. We pray today for all who are in need of healing in body, mind, or spirit. We pray today, especially for those from our own community, congregation, For Larry Johnson, Barb Weiss, Colleen, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Bonnie, Gary, Adele, John, Mel, Myra, Barb, and all those we name before you, we pray for your healing grace. Uphold all healthcare workers and those who attend to coronavirus patients. Provide for the poor and the vulnerable any out of work or facing financial hardship. Give wisdom to scientists working on a vaccine. 
Comfort all families and friends who cannot be with loved ones at this time. Risen Lord Jesus, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. Remember before you those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope of that day when we reunited with those who have gone before us. And now we pray the prayer Lord taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.